3: The Open Mic Broadcast Network, we're getting ready to transition over now so we can capture the Southwest Athletic Conference Week 11, I believe it is, teleconference or, yeah, teleconference.
1: So let me get this in position where we can take care of that, and I'll be
4: right back.
5: Good
3: morning. Good morning.
6: Sounds familiar. Is this from the doctor
7: Cavill? So sure. Hey, good morning everyone. We're right at 10 o'clock. We will uh, wait a few more minutes just to give uh, everyone a couple more minutes to jump on before we get started. Thank you. all right good morning everyone we'll go ahead and get started with our teleconference uh, just a reminder uh, four star will mute and unmute your lines. once again four star to mute and unmute your lines also of note uh, this will be the final uh, weekly coaches teleconference for this year uh, so just of note there will not be a call uh, next Monday this will be the last one for the uh, for the year we will have a teleconference. Uh, with the two coaches uh, that qualify for the SWAC championship game, and we will email information out uh, as far as the uh, dial-in number and access code to that call uh, once those uh, coaches are determined. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and get started. Recapping scores from around the Southwestern Athletic Conference for Saturday, November 16th. Florida State defeated Alabama State by a score of 49 to 12. Grambling State defeated Mississippi Valley State by a score of 40 to 0. Alcorn State defeated Alabama A&M, clinching the Eastern Division uh, for the Braves by a score of 34 to 28. Purview View A&M defeated Edward Waters at home by a score of 41 to 14, and Southern defeated Jackson State by a score of 40 to 34, setting up a uh, matchup with the Southern Jaguars and the Grambling State Tigers in the Bayou Classic. The winner of that game will clinch the SWAC West and will go on to play uh, Alcorn State on Saturday, December 7th. With that, we will dive right into our call.
0: Conference recording started.
7: We will now be joined by Alabama A&M head coach Connell Maynor. Do we have Coach Maynard on the line with us? Yes, sir. I'm here. Hey, good morning, Coach. Uh, First off, thank you for for hopping on, and thank you for uh, hopping on this entire year with us, as this will be our last call. But uh, as we have in weeks past, Coach, if you could please uh, open us up with a statement about your team's most recent game at Alcorn State. I
8: thought it was a uh, well-played game, two good football teams, two well-coached teams. Uh, We knew it was going to be a battle. Uh, Alcorn, four or five-time defending champs. Uh, and uh, represented this rack last year in Celebration Bowl. So uh, we knew it was going to be a battle. They're champions. They they battle-tested, and uh, uh, it came right down to the end. Uh, they jumped out on the scored and we scored. and We scored right before half the tied up, 14-14, left them a minute left, and they went down and scored and took a 21-14 lead. We came out, got the ball, scored, tied it up, uh, and then they scored, and we scored, and they missed the extra point. And then uh, we scored and got the extra point. So we took a 28 to 27 lead and uh, stayed away for a couple of sessions. And they scored and took the lead. And we had a couple opportunities uh, in the fourth quarter with the ball. Uh, we just had to go down and get a score, keep the extra point, and we could take the lead. And uh, we weren't able to do it. You got to take your hacks out to Alcorn and Fred. Uh, that defense uh, held us when they had to. And uh, at the end of the day, they made one more play than we did. It was a great football game.
7: Thank you, Coach Maynard. We'll now open up for questions for Coach Maynard with Alabama and him. Coach Maynard, looking at the stat line, Bentley, uh, 29 carries, 245 yards, uh, four touchdowns. So uh, impressive game for him. He's done pretty much what he's done throughout his career and what he's done throughout his season for you. But can you just uh, touch on uh, what he brought to the game for you guys?
8: Uh, he, he brings everything, you know. Uh, you know, when he's, he's running the ball like that, he opens up the passing game for a quill. And, uh, you know, we, we can do a lot of things when he's running the ball like that, you know, to keep the defense off balance. And uh, that's what we was able to do. That's why we was able to uh, put up the yardage we did, put up the points we did on the number one defense in the conference is because uh, Bentley was running the ball so well. But you got to give credit to the offensive line. They was opened up holes. And then when we threw the ball, they was protecting the quill. So uh, it really starts up front with those guys. Uh, but Bentley is Bentley. He's going to do a tremendous job. He hit all, uh, all four of our touchdowns. And, uh, you know, he, he has the heart of a champion, man. I really wanted to get that uh, win for him and maybe send him out with the opportunity to play for a championship. Uh, but one day to get it
7: done. Coach Maynard, if you could, uh, obviously you got got uh, one more game on your schedule to finish off the year. You'll uh, host Mississippi Valley State. Can you preview that matchup for us?
8: Yeah, uh, Mississippi Valley is much improved, probably the most improved team in the whole league. Uh, Coach is doing a great job down there. you got those guys believing and playing hard. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing from uh, where they were last year to where they are this year. Uh, they got the, They got the potential to beat anybody they play. Uh, and uh, I just hope it ain't going to be us this week.
7: Coach, when you look at them on film uh, film studies, what is, has what is stood out uh, so far?
8: Well, offensively, you know, they got a little dual-threat quarterback. That's, he's dynamic, man. He, he can beat you with his legs or he can beat you with his arm. Uh, they spread you out and try to keep you honest. And if you don't get the right numbers, then they're they going to run him. And he's very, very effective doing that. Uh, defensively they're flying around man uh they're hitting safeties are coming down headhunters uh they're flying around man they're playing hard and, and that's the
7: biggest difference in that team
3: good morning coach Maynard. Sure. this oh i'm sorry hello
7: oh no go ahead mr prince it's on you okay
3: good morning coach Maynard. this is uh mike prince with the open mic how are you today sir
8: i'm doing good mike how you doing
3: I'm doing real good. Look, um, I, I was uh, listening to that game on the edge of my seat, and I was wondering if you could uh, recap that last drive. So, you know, you got down to the red zone, and you had a timeout left, a little time, but I don't know if there was some confusion or whatnot, some time ran down, which probably could have got you another play or two to try to get into the end zone. Could you explain that scenario for me?
8: Yes, sir, you're exactly right. We threw one down to about the uh, 15, 20-yard line, somewhere around there. With uh, I think 13 seconds, and uh, and so my originally what I originally did was signal for the spike, and uh, we we called a play, and uh, so the guys ran to the ball, but you know the, uh, you know he's supposed spot he's motivated spot the change, before and let the change get set before you restart the clock, and uh, he kind of re- he he started that clock pretty fast there, and uh, we tried to run a play and. Uh, and then we wind up holding the ball, and then we threw it away. And when he threw it away, he threw it away in the stands. So another couple of seconds ran off. But it was poor clock management. I, I should have clocked it or called a timeout there with 13 seconds, and it probably it would have got us uh, three. It would have got us three plays. Instead, we only got two plays. So uh, yeah, you're correct. Uh, that was my mistake. I probably should have either clocked it or called a timeout there, and uh, we would have better get three plays instead of two plays.
3: Okay, I know it was a disappointing loss for you, coach. And uh, the, the the hype has been on glass, which I don't call it hype anymore. He's been consistent uh, throughout uh, his playing career, and you still have the advantage of trying to get it done again with him. Can you summarize what this guy means to your program?
8: Everything. You know, your quarterback is your, your coach on the field, your leader, uh, and uh, everybody looks up to him, everybody respects him. And uh, he's a leader on and off the football field. And uh, – you know he means everything. When you got a quarterback like Glass that's that's performing the way he's performing, and those guys look up to him. He he gets them together in the summertime, and for seven on seven, and everybody shows up because he texts them. Uh, that's what you want. You want a leader like that, a, a guy that can make that text, send that text out, and everybody shows up, offense and defense. And that's what that's what the guys are kind of rallying around him. It started this summer, and I'm I'm sure it's going to continue next summer uh, as he as he goes into his senior year. Uh, but he means everything, everything to our team. He's the leader. He spreads the ball around. Everybody likes him. And uh, he, he's, he, he's, a, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He gives us a chance to win every football game that we play uh, because of his ability.
3: Now, Coach, I know you have one final game with Valley, but the head should always be on the swivel. When you're looking at adding pieces to help complete this team, where do you begin to plug those pieces in?
8: Well, of course, we've got to replace Bentley. Bentley will be gone. Uh, we've got to replace him. And then on the offensive line, uh, we're going to lose, lose four, four offensive linemen. So we've got to replace those guys. The rest of the offense is coming back. All the receivers are coming back. The quarterbacks are coming back. The rest of the running backs are coming back. Uh, defensively, our uh, safeties, uh, we gotta, we got to get, we gotta get uh, recruit some safeties, maybe get a couple of transfers. or a JUCO guy in there. Uh, we're losing one-eye corners, so we've got to replace a couple corners. And then uh, uh, D-line, Uh, We got to get some more guys on the defensive line, uh, replace Price, and and just upgrade that position a little bit. Uh, Linebacker, we'll be – we have to find some young guys, but we have both our linebackers back. Um, So we'll be fine at that position. But we just got to uh, beef up the the defensive line a little bit and replace Price and and then replace some of those safeties that we're going to lose in the secondary.
3: All right, Coach. Thank you very much, sir. Enjoy the year with you.
7: Yes, sir. Thank you. Apparently taking questions for Coach Maynor with Alabama AM. and right, Coach, if there are none, again, thank you so much uh, for your time uh, with the teleconferences uh, this year, and we look forward uh, to speaking with you to preview next season. Yes, sir. Thank you thank you Mm -hmm.
0: conference recording stopped conference recording started
7: the Alabama State Hornets dropped a forty nine to twelve decision to Florida State this past weekend and we will be joined by head coach Ely do we have coach Ely on the line with us yes I'm here good morning hey good morning coach and Uh, Much like we said to Coach Maynard, thank you uh, so much for uh, your time on the calls this year and uh, for your flexibility uh, in instances to work with our schedule. Uh, So we really appreciate that. Uh, We'll go ahead and dive right into it, Coach, as we have in uh, weeks past. If you could please just start us out with an opening comment about your team's most recent outing at Florida State.
6: Well, you know, the the score is definitely indicative to how well these young men played. They played extremely hard. Um, you know, it was up. we knew it was up to heel battle. Uh, going into there, we was able to uh, get a kickoff uh, return across the 15, was able to get down and actually get on the board first. And, uh, you know, we had some opportunities there. Um, we had three missed field goals, so we was able to move the football on them. Uh, they had four big plays uh for touchdowns and um and you know it was it was a it was a good ball game, great experience uh for the young men. Uh but more importantly the guys fought hard for all four quarters and, and uh thought the coaches coached hard as well and um, and was able, to, you know, to, to get out of there and uh, you know, uh, didn't get out with a win, but uh, you know, that this time of the season going in, playing a power five, you know, it's uh, one of those situations you know, the experience and, more importantly, uh, playing out a conference. Uh, you know, I, I think the uh, the guys has played a, a hard
7: game. Appreciate that, Coach. We'll now open up for questions for Coach Healy with Alabama State. Coach, you alluded to uh, the score there in the third quarter, 21-12. to 12. Um, I think the final score, as you mentioned, isn't indicative to the competitive nature uh, of that ball game. But for your club to go into a stadium, you know, 50,000 plus in the fans, and you look up in the third quarter and you're, you know, right at, you know, less than two scores away. uh, Just talk a little bit about that, and and also uh, what that does just for from a mental standpoint, just for your ball club as far as knowing that they can compete with some of the best.
6: Well, you know, the thing about it is um, you know, in that third quarter was twenty one twelve, but you know, to that point we had missed three field goals and we failed on a two point conversion. So that was eleven points that we had still out there um on the field that we didn't capitalize on. And I, I just think as the you know, we got the, the game went on and moved on into the fourth quarter, it you know, was just able to wear us down. I mean, you look over on the other sideline of a hundred and ten uh, guys in helmets ready to go and, uh, you know, hell even the uh,
1: – the
6: they had, I mean, it was just a, a, a big a- atmosphere. But the guys handled it well, and I think, you know, for what we could, we gave them what we had, but unfortunately it wasn't enough.
7: Coach, uh, the quarterback uh, position, obviously, uh, Davis had 262 uh, yards and a touchdown. Uh, can you assess his play and also uh, just the play of the offense in general uh, there for the first three quarters? Yeah, I
6: mean, anytime you go in and you get a uh, you throw for two hundred and sixty yards against anybody, especially a power five, it just shows you the not only how well he was throwing the football, but how well they were blocking. They were humongous up front. Uh, the average front uh, was six four three forties, and one was six four three seventy. I mean. They were they were real big, so we knew we couldn't really just knock them off the football. That we had to, uh, you know, try to get on the edge and things of that nature. But he did a great job of getting the ball, uh, you know, into the flats and behind the uh, the backers. And the guys did a great job of catching the ball, Booker, uh, as well as Jefferson. Uh, so uh, you know, again, to go in and, and and throw the ball for two sixty against a team that. I mean, that is a, a, a real good Florida State team. I mean, we'll take that and build off
7: it. Currently taking questions question from Coach Ely with Alabama State. Once again, please, four-star to mute and unmute your lines.
3: Good morning, Coach. This is Mike Prince with the open mic. How are you today, sir? Good, good, Mike. How's everything? Everything is going good. Look, I got my, my stuff ready for that game this Thanksgiving, man. And um, can you kind of – Uh, Talk about the tradition and the importance of this Turkey Day Classic. You'll be taking on Prairie View, and what are you going to see as some of the keys to finish off strong this season?
4: Well, you know, like I said, it's a
6: traditional game that's been played here for over 90-plus years. And, uh, you know, we have Prairie View that's coming in. Uh, Coach Dooley has a a real good football team. Uh, They're very explosive offensively. Uh, the defensive front is uh, probably one of the better ones in the conference. And, you know, we have our work cut out, uh, you know, purview uh, Last year put a, a good whipping on us uh, down at their place. And, uh, you know, we got to find a way to try to continue to close the gap uh, in our conference with how we play and, and taking on this uh, good competition. And, we, you know, we'll have our work cut out for us. And, um, and you know, we'll be prepared and we'll play hard and we'll, you know, let chips fall with him may.
3: Now, Coach, we always know that the object is to go in with the win, but what are you looking for in particular for your team on this, this final game of the season?
1: You know, we've been having an up-and-down uh, kind of deal where,
6: you know, we play up just like we played up Florida State. I thought the guys played well. And then the next week they'll take off and get satisfied. So we can find a way to not be satisfied and find a way to continue to put the same output on the field week in and week out. And uh, that's the thing that I'm looking for, that that we build off of that Florida State, um, those things that we did well and correct those things that we did wrong and and put a good showing back out on the field again.
1: Okay.
3: And, uh, Coach, I want to thank you again uh, for making yourself available to us here on the conference and um, continue success with your program, sir.
6: And thank you guys, I mean, for promoting our program as, as well as Slack football. I mean, I thought the coverage was great all year and, and uh, appreciate, you know, all the information that's been going back and forth to dialogue.
3: Thank you.
1: Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach, good morning to you. How are you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, I know we're getting close to the end of the season. I know you got one more game left, and Mike just mentioned about Prairie View. But I want to to ask you about your team in terms of, are there any players particularly who have uh, the NFL's attention at this point, and, and who might, might that be?
6: Well, uh, right now a lot of the scouts have been coming by watching uh, Josh Hill. Um, you know, he's a, uh, the safety that we have. Uh, you know, those guys, was looking at him, um, you know, early on, and you, uh, the uh, gully, the defensive note uh, tackle that we have, you know, he has gotten some interest, but – you know, for the most part,
1: uh, those those have been the top two that everybody's been coming through taking a look at. Hey, Coach, I know it's uh, sort of early to look at 2020, but uh, you've gotten that program turned in the right direction. Can you talk about what it's taken to get it in that direction and what are the prospects for the future immediately?
6: Well, you know, the, the thing about it is, you know, um, you know, we down to my players and uh, some of uh, Coach Jenkins' players that he has had here. And, as and you know, the guys, they, they've been working hard for me and, uh, you know, extremely hard, been making plays. The key now is, is one or two more guys, um, you know, uh, uh, in that offensive line, one, uh, one or two more guys uh, up front on the defense. And, you know, we have a pretty solid team coming back uh, next year. I think we lose uh, the left guard and left tackle are the only ones we lose from the offense. The um, defense, we lose the uh, middle backer, a nose guard, and and one safety. So, uh, you know, the attrition uh, with the, being able to return eight to nine guys on both sides of the ball, I think, you know, will be the, actually the turning point for our program as we,
1: uh, you know, prepare to get into the off season and come back for the following year. Okay. Well, Coach, again, thank you a lot for your comments this season. And look forward to you game against Preview and look forward to talking to you again about uh, your, your team in the future. Hey, Todd.
7: Uh, thank you for your coverage, man. Appreciate it. Currently taking questions for Coach Ely with Alabama State. So, E. Uh, if there are none, again, thank you uh, so much for your time this year, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again in the future.
6: Hey, thank you, guys, man, and uh, thank you for all that you do for the conference.
7: Thank you.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: This past weekend, the Alcorn State Braves defeated the Alabama A&M Bulldogs at home by a score of 34-28, to 28, clinching the East Division for the Braves for the sixth consecutive year and qualifying the Braves for the 2019 SWAC football championship slated for Saturday, December 7th at 3 p.m. With that, we're going to be joined by Coach McNair of Alcorn State. We have Coach McNair on the line. Yes, I'm here. Morning, Coach McNair. Uh, as we've said to our uh, previous coaches, thank you so much for your time on the uh, calls this upcoming uh, or this year. Uh, we'll actually have you again on for our uh, teleconference leading into the championship game. But with that, Coach, if you could start us off, uh, as you do every week, with an opening comment about your team's win at home over Alabama A&M. Oh,
9: uh, just, uh, just a tough, tough football game. Uh, both teams, man. I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, you know, just watching film on Alabama A&M, the way, the way they played offensively, they were explosive. Uh, we knew that coming into this game. Uh, I think Coach Maynard and Steph got those guys playing with high intensity. Um, and we knew that coming into the ball game that we had to match them. So um, defensive-wise, we <clears throat> we um, saw some things that they did uh, that was great. And um, we just had to make sure that we was on our game as far as playing how we wanted to play. Um, what kind of product we put on the field. But it was an outstanding ball game. Uh, emphasized to my group all week of the importance of starting fast uh, because we know they was explosive. So we come out, open kickoff, we score. Uh, they come right back and they match it. Um, we get it, we score. <laughs> they come right back and they match it. So uh, right before half, uh, we take the ball down and we score. We um, get 21-14 uh, lead at the half. Which was important because they get the ball coming back out in the second half, and we just kind of knew what kind of offense they had to be explosive. And they came right back out the half and tied up 21-21. Uh, we go back up and takes the lead, missed the extra point, and uh, they come back take the lead, 28-27. And um, you know our defense stepped up and at the right time to make some key stops for us, and us uh, to get the ball back to score. and score. Uh, you know right before the end of the fourth quarter, they had an opportunity to score there. So it was a tough football ball game. You know, my hats off to that group of guys over there, Cardinal Man and staff, um, with a very classic group in um, playing this game the way it's supposed to be played. You know, I think that this ball game was a was a high-magnitude ball game. We knew what was going into the game is going to be like and what was at stake. So I think both teams strained themselves to, to put the best product on the field they could, you know, uh, just out of the way. we was making a play um, at the end uh, to to go up thirty four to twenty eight. So awesome. great ball game, great atmosphere, and it was, it was great. great. Appreciate that, Coach.
7: We're well, now there for questions for the with all state.
3: Good morning, Coach. This is Mike Prince with the open mic. How are you today, sir?
9: I'm doing good, Mike.
3: Well, congratulations on your uh, sixth consecutive win. And from people from the outside looking in, they say, "Oh well, Alcorn wins it again." But each year is unique, and what makes this year's uh, championship for the East unique compared to last season?
9: You know, the biggest thing is every year we lose a we lose our starting quarterback. You know, every year. So um, it's been some kind of some kind of Cinderella story for for Felix Harper. You know, uh, coming in and playing behind Noah Johnson. Which Noah took us to the Swag championship last year, and won it uh, after replacing Footman a couple of years ago. So it's a unique thing, I, I guess. It's, it's, it's been on us that way. And, and uh, Felix playing playing great, uh, playing great football. I think that what he's doing, what he's doing, becoming the backup is something special. It's what makes it unique of just winning with a backup quarterback is as, as he done it.
3: Yes, sir. It, it, as you mentioned, Coach, that has almost become like your blueprint. And we know that uh, when you go recruiting, everything looks good at one point, but then it comes to life when you get into the actual system. How much do you credit the actual Allcorn system in comparison to the athletes that you've had to be that next man
9: up? You know, the biggest thing is now I tell the guys, uh, the coach stuff all the time. You know, I. I very seldom want to bring a, uh, another coach in. All we want to promote was then uh, keeping things kind of similar, the same, um, but change just a little bit. But not having to change so much the terminology and the way we coach the game uh, from a, a coordinator standpoint, You know, you, I think it would have been disjustice for these young men to to bring in a, a different coordinator than what we had here on the staff uh, to change the terminology and the total offense of what we, what we were doing and what we've been so good at, you know. Um, I think that was the key for us to, you know, even promoting Eli Ratten to the offensive coordinator um, uh, this year was, was big for us because he knew offensive line play. Actually, he was offensive line coach. We assistant at uh, Indiana. And uh, just coming in and coaching the tight ends uh, last year and then now this year the offensive line coach and the coordinator. So, you know, just the biggest thing is kind of keeping things um simple for these young men to execute and play fast, you know, it was the biggest thing for me and promoting him to the offensive coordinator.
3: Now, Coach, when you talk about that continuity, um, your defensive coordinator, Coach Thornton, he has been a guy that's been with you throughout the trenches. Um, his future is looking bright. Tell us how important and, and the impact that he's had on, on your staff.
9: Yeah, it's a great impact. You know, um, you know, after uh, Coach Coach Thomas' left, with the Pine Bluff, you know, he was promoted up from a DB coach to a defense coordinator here. Um, and he did a great job for us uh, when he was here as DB coordinator and doing an excellent job at, at Pine Bluff as well. So, you know, when uh, we brought Coach Thornton in to be the linebacker coach, I think that's one of the things that, you know, coaches look at when you bring individuals in, the the, the personality and, and the coaching style they have and, and the way they relate to these players is big for me. You know, it's about – Respect, and uh, you know you give it, you get it. So I think that what we did with Coach Thornton was the same identical thing that we did with Coach Ratten. You know, I saw within him that he's been a defensive coordinator before when he was at uh, when he was at Alabama State. So you know, the perfect job for him to come in and and uh, be the coordinator here for this ball for this program, and uh, doing a great job at it. So I'm, I'm just pleased to have this this good good group of coaching staff. Uh, around me, you know, they, they makes it go. You know, I'm not a micromanaged guy that these coaches coach and, and it's more of an administrative job for me, you know, making sure that these guys have everything they need to, to be successful, you know, as far as football players and the coaches staff.
3: Now, coach, as you prepare for Jackson state, you have the Eastern the, uh, division sold up. Uh, I know the object is to win the game, but do you change possibly some of your, Starters, or do you rest some guys to get ready for the championship uh, battle, whether you're uh, on the road or at home? Uh, what's your approach going into this week's final game?
9: We got a ball game to win. I told the kid this morning, we got a ball game to win. Uh, there's no exception. Everybody gonna work. Everybody gonna work hard this week, and everybody gonna practice. Everybody gonna play. So uh, we're going do this game to win the ball game. Uh, there's no no different approach than uh, the other the other. <laughs> 10 games we played, so uh, we got to win a game, and, and that's what we intend to do. We're going to try to win a football game.
3: Thank you, Coach, again for um, another great year, and good luck on the rest of your way.
5: I right, thank you, Mike. Hey,
1: Coach, good morning. It's Ty Miller calling.
9: Hey, Ty.
1: Hey, Coach, uh, uh, of course, Jackson State's been on the upswing, the latter part of the season, and I know this game is a uh, – one of those bragging rights type games, but also in terms of recruiting, what what school would give you the toughest battle in the state of Mississippi for uh, potential
9: players? All of them. We compete with all of them, man. i tell you, it's a a circus around it, man, when you talk about recruiting players from the state of Mississippi, Um, even the ones out of state. So, you know, it's always a battle of recruiting. Everybody's trying to get the same kids, you know. It's just how well you can sell your program uh, to the young men that's coming out of high school. You know, of course, the the the, the SEC grabbed most of uh, the, the top unchalant kids, and they knew we left with what's what's left. So we just got to make sure we go out and, and sell this program uh, to the young men where it need to be sold, and and um and then just recruit. You know, we compete with all of them, so it's not one school that we just really fight against. I mean, interstate rivalry is always gonna be big. For the fans, you know, I told my player this morning, you know, we got a ball game to win. We're not going to be on social media talking. We're going to do the thing the right way. We're going to prepare ourselves this week and go up on Saturday and try to win a ball game against a a good Jackson State football team.
1: Is this one of those games where you take potential recruits and invite them to the game to showcase uh, the type of atmosphere and and, and what can happen at a Black College game, particularly at, at Oklahoma State?
9: Well, unfortunately, we, we plan a game away, so we don't have the, the luxury of, of trying to get kids to come to games up, up in Jackson, so, um, you know, it will be a good venue for Jackson to, to bring recruits in and, and let them see the atmosphere, so, you know, hopefully, you know, the recruits they bring are some of the guys that, that we're trying to recruit, so they get a chance to see it as well, so, you know, uh, just hand in hand, you know, uh, we just have to just stay focused, and like I told the coaches, you know, we... We just gotta put a good product on the field and, and try to win a ball game, and maybe that'll swing some of the recruits, you know, to all coins. So um, that's our intent, and, and that's what we plan to do. But you talked, about, you talked about switching
1: quarterbacks or having to switch from Noah Johnson. Uh, what kind of atmosphere? What kind of uh, changes has that brought about in your team? Knowing that the next man up mentality really works, and and have the players really bought into that?
9: You know, the biggest thing is these the guys that. The seniors now, they, they've been on this thing before. It's, it happened before. Um, basically, every year we had a senior quarterback, and it happened. So, um, they know the stage, and they know what they expect, and, and you know, they always going to rally behind the next guy up. So, nothing changes. Uh, the playbook don't change. It, it's still open, and and uh, the things we do, we still do the same thing. So, um, the biggest thing is the morale of this team has been great. Um, even with the, um, the mission of Noah Johnson, uh, they rally behind Phoenix, and and uh, they having good having a good time with it, man. They having fun, so you know that's what they, they that's what they do. You know they whoever's in the quarterback, that's who they rally behind. So they are for the challenge all the time. So just getting used to that and doing things that we normally do weekly. And
1: coach, it's become a consistent thing for Alcorn State to make it to the Celebration Bowl. How does that feel and, and, and how used to it? I mean, are, do you think the fans are getting spoiled by seeing Alcorn State always in that position for a chance to go there?
9: Well, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you got one more game before that, so, uh, and that's the SWAC championship. So you have to win it first. So that's what our main focus on is just trying to get Jackson State Um game out the way and, and make sure we're doing everything in our possible to win it against a good football team. I think Coach Henry's got those guys playing with high intensity. Uh, the magnitude of the game going to be high, so uh, it's what they'd be expect. so we'll have to just cross that path when we get to it. And, you know, fans going to be spoiled. When you win, they always spoiled, so well, that's just the nature of it. So they get used to it, and, and I think they kind of have fun with it themselves, so um, we just got to continue to do what we do as coaches and players to uh, make sure that we're doing it right. right. And make sure that we're winning. Okay. Thank you, Coach. And good luck the rest of the way.
2: Coach Ken Shad HBCU Sports. How are, you, sir? how are
9: you, sir? I'm doing good.
2: Coach, you you alluded earlier to the play of Felix Harper and how he has been able to manage the responsibilities coming into uh, you know filling in for, for Noah Johnson, uh, and and when you look at the, the season overall. Talk about the, the 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 challenge that your quarterbacks coach and Pat White. Talk about his role and how effective that position has been for your team this
9: season. You know, Pat is a he's a class coach, and uh, you know he played the West Virginia, went to the NFL, and, and know the quarterback position. And, uh, and when he came in, and and we brought him in as a quarterback coach, and I knew the job that he can do, and. He, he 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 a detailed coach and that's one thing he don't leave no stones unturned. Um, so he go into detail with those quarterbacks and make sure they they doing everything possibly right, read the defense, and making sure that they they, they the concept is there for them and and all the right stuff. So Pat does a great job, you know, with these quarterbacks and, and you know I'm grateful to have him on the staff, you know, as quarterback coach and um, phenomenal job he's doing. I relate to the young man not only as a player but as a as an individual um, with uh, mentoring them in life, general stuff. So does a great job as a quarterback.
7: Any more questions for Coach McNair with Alcorn today? All right, Coach McNair, thank you again for your time this year, and we look forward to speaking with you on the SWAC Championship teleconference here in a few days.
0: All right, thank you. Go Braves. Thank you. Conference recording stopped. Conference
7: recording started. We now go to Arkansas Pine Bluff where the Golden Lions had a bye week this past week and will be joined by Head Coach Thomas. Do we have Coach Thomas on the line with us? Yes. Hey, good morning, Coach, and as uh, always, thank you for your time on the call, uh, not only today but throughout uh, this entire season. Uh, Coach, if you could please start us out uh, just with an opening statement about uh, your team's uh, bye week this past week.
6: The biggest thing is just trying to get some guys um – um a little healthy from some bangs and bruises, long season and um kinda did that. Got back in the weight room and um, just kinda got some little um little toning up from a physical standpoint from the weight room and um uh, really just spent all our time on uh, you know in Texas Southern, very explosive football team and for us this this our championship game, you know. You talking about a team that hadn't had a winning season since two thousand twelve, so we treated it as if it was our bowl game, um and that's how we treating it so we stayed, uh, you know, pretty much practice all week and, and got prepared, and still getting prepared for a very uh, explosive offense and sound defense. And coach done a, just done a great job with that team. The record don't near about um, indicate what what this football team represents. So, um, you know, far as then, and we pulling up, uh, you know, all different types of psychological things from the week. You watch Rice; it was a 0 and 8, 0 and nine team, uh beating middle. Um so we're pulling out all those things, just getting the kids to understand that, you know, we gotta play and it's a good football team we're playing against. So um this is it's just in preparation for us and our, our, our um you know, our last game. But it, it's everything uh, for us this week.
7: Appreciate that coach. We'll now up for questions for Coach Thomas with Arkansas Time Arkansas. Coach Thomas, Larry Hale, voice of the
3: Texas Southern Tigers, KTSU Radio. Coach, when you talk about this Texas Southern football
4: team, we've had quite a few injuries uh, this season. Coach, are you, uh,
9: what are some of the things that you see when we talked about the offensive, the, the, the defensive part of this football team? Coach, what do you see from Texas Southern offensively?
6: I make mean, explosive. I mean, you look at, you know, the big time wide out
9: on the edge can,
6: you know, make big time catches. Uh, you watch the film. You got documentation on some of the best um, defenses in the league. You know, quarterback sits in the pocket can make all the reads and, and make all the throws. Got a live arm. You know, offensive line. Um, you know, been kind of steady up front, giving him, you know, time to to protect and um and throw the football. But just a well organized uh. Um, unit on offense and very dangerous you know you see them down at you know maybe zero to 21 at one time before you look up it's 28 21 so they can score points and um, do a good job defensively Um, you know like you said you see the injuries and and you see them um, you know early, but then come back and be very sound and and remind me a lot of you know my first year Um, you know just you know Playing well, but just hadn't put it together. So I hope it's one more Saturday that they don't put it together um, so we can, we can get room want. But a very, very uh, good football team and the record, you know, don't, don't indicate how, how really good this football team is.
4: Coach, talk about your leading Russia, Taylor Porter. How special is this football team?
6: You know, he, he's everything to us. You know, he, he's the face of our program. You know, a kid that just showed up, you know, um, sight unseen, that entrusted us as coaches. But tough, hard-nosed, he's indicative of what we're trying to establish as um, we continue to build our culture. You know, um, um, set out a game due to injuries, but, you know, um, come to work every day, you know, great cross campus. And um, like I said, he's just the face of the program. we really going to miss him. You know, we want to sit him out uh, with a bang this year.
7: Thank you, Coach. I appreciate that.
6: Oh, you're welcome.
7: Currently taking questions for Coach Thomas with Arkansas,
5: Arkansas Time. Hey, Coach, this is Luke Williams from the Black College Sports page. How are
8: you today? Are
6: you today? Oh, I'm blessed. How about yourself?
8: I'm fine. Coach, uh,
5: Coach uh, McNabb mentioned about your time at Alcorn. They've now run six straight East Division championships. Coach, what, what about
7: that culture, and you talk about building your culture, what about that culture has contributed
10: to building those championships? And what about that culture would you like to get installed
7: at time?
6: We're on the process of doing it, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, what Coach does, he does a great job of taking care of his own. You know, he's not quick to go get outsiders like he mentioned. He's he, he not a micro-manager, but he lets you work. He let young guys um, use ideas and, 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 and thought processes on their own and, and mesh well, but you know he he, he just he backs you 100%. But he just gives those kids the mindset of um, you know academics first, um, but also um, the love of the institution. And and he's at his institution that gave him an opportunity to to play and, and feed his his family. Um, you know through the education part, but also play sports. And here I am in the exact situation. I'm trying to establish that, and, and also, um, great players got a great eye for recruiting. Understands uh, player personnel. Let his coaches get out, and and, and he, he go above and beyond and make sure his coaches, like you said, get everything to be successful. So, that's what we're trying to do. And um, you know, there's no doubt in my mind we will do it. I got the format, got the foundation of it. It's, you know, just gonna take a little time, but um, I don't think we fall off. Thanks, coach.
1: Good luck.
7: Thanks.
5: Coach,
7: you talked about changing changing the culture and building the foundation with these seniors that are outgoing. What have you instilled in them from your experience trying to leave this foundation solid with the winning year going into into 2020?
11: You know, the biggest thing is just knowing that
6: they can always come back and taking these same characteristics that's associated with football and apply it to life because they're going to play a, the game of life as soon as this thing's over with. You know, you know, first as a, as a coaching staff and as a person of leadership, i got to make sure that I've given them tools to get out of society and be productive citizens and be successful. And um, and for them to lay a foundation that when they come back, you know, it's, it's, it's that championship run like the last recorder asked about what um, Coach Mack is doing on the reservation, man, which is a blessing. Um, You know, so we want to be able to establish both of those on on both ends. So, you know, this senior class is going to be huge for us because this will be the first time, like I said, that they've had a winning season since they've been here. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure we can send those guys out with not only the first but the only winter season that they've been associated with. It. And that was one of the goals not only when I took the job but when, uh, you know, I met with them coming into their senior year and they followed the script so far. Um, had some heartbreakers early in the year, but it's always, uh, you know, uh, learning um, experiences that come from it. But uh, our mission now is just to send these guys out with a winter season.
2: Coach Ken Rashad, HBCU Sports, when you look back on this season, and obviously you've got one more game against Texas Southern, but once you go into the off season, what are the one or two things that you'll need to focus on with respect to this team uh, to improve for
6: next season? we uh, just got to continue to build on the mindset. You know, I think we get caught up or have – or got caught up a couple of times on the logos and, 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 and on, on helmets as opposed to the personnel. I don't think it was a game this season that – when it was over, we sat there and said, you know, we physically got dominated, and that's all the way from um, TCU on down. Um, but we just got to get over that, you know, continue to get over that, that psychological hump of, you know, kids that we are good enough and, and personnel-wise is that. Um, but, you know, we always can, you know, get a couple more players here and there, Um but it's injuries all the way across the board, you know, with everybody in the league. We just got to continue to get depth and make sure that our, Um, our 1s, 2s, and 3s are playing at a high level. So when those injuries do come, you know, you've got a a good product that's coming in after and and not big of a drop-off. So coaches got to get on the road and recruit. Um, You know, we don't have much with eight seniors leaving the room. Um, So we just got to make sure we put the right pieces in in place. But, you know, our deal is be, you know, more so um, the psychological part of it of knowing that, hey, we're going to win, we're good enough to win, and um, make sure that that happens.
2: And, and coach, when you, with respect to the eight teams that are leaving, how many scholarships overall are, is your team or is your program working with? We fully funded now,
6: you know, so ain't no excuses uh, on that part. And you know, shout out to the institution for allowing that to happen. And that's why you can see the the the, the positive change, and not just the winning part, but academics and, and everything else. It's a plan, um, fair playing field, an uh, equal playing field now. So when like Coach Mac talk about, you know, having to fight for those recruits, you know. We can um you know, we can talk about being fully funded and and, and financial aid things of that sort. Um so you know, we, we're fully funded and, and got a lot of things that we can say at the institution. So we're excited about that part.
2: And and one one last question. When you say you're fully funded, was that was that uh effective this year or was that the case last year or did that just begin this year?
6: The year before I got here, um, we just we just um, got that full amount. I think it might have been 17. So, uh, you know, I came in right on um, having a, the full allotment. My idea was, you know, we had about 22, 20, 23 seniors when I got here, so a lot of money, um, a lot of scholarship was tied up. And so we're kind of... You know, with those 21-22 leaving last year, um, this would basically be a, um, a whole calendar year where we get opportunity to, you know, get out with the full allotment of scholarship to be able to sign um, kids. We just, you know, with only eight seniors leaving, you know, we still got a lot in-house that, you know, we're able to, you know, that's already on scholarship.
2: Get it, Coach. Good luck on Saturday.
6: Thanks.
7: Coach Thomas, we really appreciate uh, your time on the call this year, and uh, we we'll look forward to speaking with you again in the future. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: The Gremlin State Tigers defeated Mississippi Valley State by a score of 40 to 0, setting up a big matchup in the Bayou Classic winner take for the Western Division. With that, we'll be joined by Head Coach Roderick Fobbs. Do we have Coach Fobbs on the line? line. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Coach. Uh, Thank you so much for jumping on. uh, Thank you so much for your time this whole season. Uh, If you could please uh, start us out with an opening statement about your team's win last weekend over Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Well, I'll tell
6: you, good good weather, uh, good day to play football, very, very tough environment, you know, to play in, which is, you know, kind of works in their favor, you know, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, 18, 22 years, you you're always, you know, concerned about them playing the way they're supposed to and just focusing on themselves. And I thought our kids, you know, did a really good job of, of you know, jumping all of the hurdles that we face, you know, first with, you know, you know with the environment, but then secondly, you know with not having our quarterback for the first half, um, but you know, kind of overcame all of that and was able to uh, play really good defense and and uh, score some
7: points. Thank you, Coach. Uh, we'll now open up for questions for Coach Pop with Grambling State.
5: Yeah, Coach. This is a uh, Jim Klein, Peter from the Advocate. Um, uh, you guys are probably the hottest team in the SWAC. Uh, just wanted to. Find out, get you to talk a little bit about the streak y'all are on, and 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 what kind of came together for you, and what your challenges were early in the season.
6: Well, I mean, you know, it, it was we 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 had a tough opening uh, to our to our to our season. You know, the month of September was very brutal for us. You know, you you open with two D1 um, our programs, and you lose. You know, eleven. You know, guys that if not starters are heavy contributors to your ball club and kind of push you on your heels after the first two weeks. Um, so we ended up, you know, playing some guys who hadn't, hadn't had very many snaps and, and, uh, but, you know, our kids kind of grew up, um, and it kind of helped us create some depth for ourselves and, um, uh, take my hat out to our staff and coaches and players, uh, because they, uh, they stayed together and stayed confident and, uh, continue to fight and, and do things, you know, the right way, regardless of the situation. And we Kind of tightened up some bolts and some screws and you know, looked at what we weren't doing well and what we were doing well and tried to do more of what we were doing well. And, uh, you know, we had some, some luck in there, which helped us as well. Some plays that went our way that, um, that don't always
5: go your way. And, um, you know, we're sitting here with an opportunity. Well, can you talk a little bit about your defense? The um, shutout uh, last week and uh, you held Alcorn to, to 16 points the week before. Um, Y'all must be on, on a roll defensively.
6: Well, I think, you know, we're playing pretty good defense. You know, our kids are playing hard. Um, they're also playing extremely smart. There are a couple plays here and there that we have to get cleaned up. Um, you know, uh, mistakes when it comes to hurting ourselves, whether it's you know a late hit or, or whatever the case may be, but the kids are playing hard, and you know we're teaching our kids to play into the echo of the whistle. And sometimes, you know, that can that can go overboard from time to time. So, uh, so we're it's never a perfect science, but you're trying to get them to play clean and play fast. Um, and uh, you know we're playing really good defense. You know, and anytime you're you're playing good defense and you're protecting the football, it gives you a chance.
5: Okay, well, could you talk a little bit about the the Bayou Classic? It seems like uh it always comes down to, to Southern and Grambling, and uh, uh, this looks like another, uh, you know, another classic Bayou classic.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, uh, Coach Dawson-Odoms is a is, uh, really good uh, football coach, uh, a friend of mine that, uh, that you know, uh, does a really good job, you know, getting his players ready to play. And he's uh, been extremely consistent, you know, over the time period he's been They had a football coach there. And, uh, you know, his fingerprint is all over that team when you look at uh, how disciplined they are and and how well they play and how physical they are and how they're able to run the football effectively. But then also play really good defense when it comes to stopping the run and and then, you know, stuffing you out, stuffing your passing game out. Um, uh, But then they're also really good in the special team game as well. So uh, we know that they'll be ready to play. At uh, this particular time, you know our focus is is on us and and making sure that we're healthy and ready to go. So we uh, so we want to take a day or so to try to try to get ourselves going so we can uh, so we can you know have really good practices and be
1: ready to go. Thank you, Coach. Hey, Coach. Good morning to you, Ty Miller. How you doing? How you doing? Does, does it seem like it's been two seasons for your football team, being that you started 0-4, although you played played up in competition the first couple of games, and then you got your traction going? Does it seem like it's been two different uh, seasons for you in, in, in that respect?
6: Um, no, I don't necessarily think it's it's been two seasons. I think you know the, the start has kind of helped us, um, you know, build the foundation for for what's happened here, you know, lately um so i i don't think it was two seasons i think it's it's the first four was just a foundation for you know for what we're experiencing right now at this particular time um so no i don't i don't believe it's it's been two seasons but um when you look at i guess the wins and losses it it seems that way but it's it's not for us
7: Currently taking questions for Coach Fox with Gramley State.
3: Good morning, Coach. This is Mike Prince with the Open Mic. How are you today, sir?
7: Hey, Mike. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing real good. Uh, look, you spoke earlier about um, you know the first couple of games uh, you playing up and out of the conference, and you had some key injuries. I think you said 11 to be exact. And it goes back to the old adage, should you or should you not play? Do you believe the, the reward is worth the risk as far as the health of your team, as well as the financial windfall that comes forward to play those certain games?
6: Well, I mean, I think, I think there are certain ball games, you know, that, you know, in my opinion, are, are out of our league, so to speak, uh, that can kind of put your kids in a disadvantaged situation. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that has certain things that should be um uh, should be available for everyone, you know, which is, you know, uh healthcare and uh supplements, food and all that kind of stuff. Those kind of things, in my opinion, regardless of financial situation you're in, all all programs should should have that and that should be something that's available to all of us. But there are certain, you know, advantages that, you know, the programs have that you know, we don't necessarily have, but there are also advantages for us, you know, as coaches and players, because um, when you're in those situations, it forces you to um, to really find ways and be creative in finding opportunities and ways to do certain things. So, in my opinion, you know, I think it makes you an even better coach when you don't have certain things, because it gives you and puts you in a situation to exhaust every opportunity possible and create new
3: ways to get the same thing accomplished. Now, Coach, I know that you have been on record for saying that the coaches in your circle in the Southwest Athletic Conference have to work with less to get more. And I recall you and I discussing last year probably one of your better coaching years, but now I ask you that question again this year. (laughs) This year seemed to be one of your better coaching years since you've been a head football coach.
6: I mean, I think I think it's our, our staff. Our staff has done an exceptional job. You know, um, they they understand our kids. Uh, it took a little while offensively, you know, to kind of recognize what our kids do what did well and what they didn't do well. Uh, but I think we've gotten that worked out. Um, um, but but you know, I just think you know when you when our kids and our coaches are, are extremely close, and you know, we play from from. A certain area, and uh, we just believe wholeheartedly in being close and it makes you a better football team when you're playing from that area, not only the players also the coaches we're close you know and when you're close you you know there's a lot of things you can get accomplished
3: all right, coach. Thank you very much, and good luck on the rest of your season, sir.
1: Thank you, So, coach uh, it's Ty Miller again. Uh, I'm not looking ahead to the Bayou classes. What do you talk about? Um, how excited are your players knowing on, on an annual basis that they're going to be showcased, uh, as they have been for several years, on national TV during a holiday weekend? Well, it's a recruiting pitch. It's, it's why
6: you come to Grambling State University. You know, um, uh, not too many places you're going to play in front of, you know, uh, 68,000 people to 70,000 people, you know, in, uh, in a major city in the state of Louisiana uh, where football is so prevalent. Uh, but then also on national television where, you know, the whole world is watching and can watch, um, you know, so it's a, it's a great opportunity. Our players are, are extremely excited about it. Um, it's why they're here and, um, and they look forward to the competition, you know, uh, you know, every time, every year, this game brings the best out of, out of us uh, and out of both teams. and, and, um, I don't know anyone that's a competitor that wouldn't want that, and um, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's definitely a challenge. They're running the football extremely well. Um, they, they have a really good quarterback that's physical and can run and can throw and have another one that can throw as well and run also, and then they have a physical, nasty defense. So, um, So we're looking forward to the challenge
1: did it surprise you that Southern, after they got off to a somewhat slow start, too, got their traction going and also put together the games that put them back in a, in a position to win the West?
6: No, it's not a surprise. You know, when you when you know the staff and you know a lot of the guys over there, and then um, you you know what their program is, is going to be built on. Um, so, it's not a surprise. You know, uh, um, you know, adversity, you know, uh, reveals character. Uh, and it also builds it at the same time, and um, and that's that's just something that you know that that I know their program is built on as well as ours. And um, you know when you look at you know the teams that you know are in position, you know to uh, to win championships, it's it's probably because they've been through you know years and years of, of adversity, as is other programs that are on their way up in our league. You know they're going through adverse situations now. Uh, the building blocks to be the type of program that they want to be. Um, but uh, it has to be looked at in a positive way as far as the glass being half full as opposed to being half empty. And I think when you look at it in a positive manner, you learn from it, um, then it gives you the opportunity and it gives you an advantage to build on
1: it. At the University. Thank you, Coach.
2: Coach, 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 Coach. Uh, Sports. One quick question for you. Uh, obviously, you've had. Uh, since during the season where you've had buys and so so forth uh but if you would does your routine going into the Bayou Classic change any uh, given that there's a holiday and so forth uh can you possibly detail what exactly the plan is in terms of preparation for that for that game with the bye week and the holiday being what it is
6: well you know normally normally you know when you when you've been you know a head coach for a little bit of, of time, you kind of. We've kind of done it, you know, several different ways, um, and, and we have a way that we feel works for us. Uh, this year is a little unique in the fact that we, this is our third open open week as opposed to in previous years where we've always had just two. Um, so um, we always like to take the first couple of days to try to heal uh, and get our bodies, you know, where they need to be. So that's, that's our players' focus. Uh, and then we'll take some time and focus on academics uh, to try to to, uh, make sure that our student-athletes are doing things that they need to do in order to be here, you know, for another year. Um, But then once we get towards the middle of the week, uh, then we'll start to prepare and start to put our pieces together uh, a little bit at a time and, um, and, you know, and go all the way into the weekend, you know, with the same approach. Um, and then, you know, the following week, you know, is a, a normal week for us.
5: And we prepare the
6: same way and try to get everything done on our end here before we get down there. Because when you get down there, I mean, there's so much going on. Um, it's just a matter of being focused once you get there. Uh, but majority of the plan is to be in
2: place before you even get there. Get it, coach. Thank you, sir.
7: Coach uh, like we said earlier, we really appreciate uh, your time on the call uh, this year and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording
7: started. Last week, the Jackson State Tigers dropped a 40. 40- to 34 decision to the Southern Jaguars there at home. We'll be joined by Head Coach Hendrick with Jackson State. Do we have Coach Hendrick on the line? Yes, I'm here. Hey, good morning, Coach, and uh, we do appreciate your patience uh, as we're a little bit over uh, schedule here today, but we appreciate your time on the call, uh, not only today, but uh, this entire year. Uh, With that, Coach, if you could please just start us out with an opening statement about your team's most recent outing versus the Southern Jaguars. Well, it was, uh, it was
6: a hard-fought game against a really good football team. Uh, I think our kids played really hard. Uh, we've made some mistakes that, that we, you can't afford to make against a good football team and win the football game. And uh, by virtue of us making those mistakes, they, uh, they, had, they, they made the plays that they had to make to beat us, and we ended up losing the football
7: game. Appreciate that, Coach. We'll now open it up for questions for Coach Hendrick with Jackson State.
10: Hey, Coach Hendricks, good morning. How you doing? This is Charles Ebbett from WPRL.
6: I'm well. How about yourself?
10: Doing pretty good. Coach, uh, how close do you feel like your team is right now? I mean, a tough loss to Alabama a and last week in the final seconds. And then you had the lead going into the second half against Southern University. You've had some close games. You've had some adversity at quarterback. How do you feel about your program? right now coming off the heels of you being named interim coach late last season, and this being your first full
6: season as head coach? Well, I I think we've made progress as a football team, uh, not not as much progress as I've desired for us to make. Uh, I still think that we have some cultural things that we have to get ingrained in this program in order for us to be good. Uh, In terms of winning games and winning close games, we have some – work that we have to do. We still have some strength work that we have to get done. Uh, there are there still some pieces in our program that we have to add in order for us to be as as effective as we can be as a football program? And then, obviously, the, the biggest thing, as I said earlier, is the cultural piece. You know, we've got to make sure that we become a team-oriented football team in everything that we do. You know, uh, You know, we're in a time now where, you know, Kids are a little bit different than they were in the past, and uh, you've got to build the team orientation, and then uh, we've got to get a little bit better at that.
10: Coach, you being a defensive-minded coach, obviously uh, working on the defensive side before you're named head coach, what were some of the the issues, especially on the defensive side,
6: uh, that you've had to deal with this season? Well, the biggest thing that we've had to deal with is trying to fit new guys in. Obviously, we've had some injuries that really have affected us on defense, but the biggest issue was trying to get guys who hadn't played in the defense that didn't understand the defense to understand the defense. As they've grown in the defense, we've gotten better on defense as the years progressed.
10: And then on the offensive side, you've kind of had a musical chairs at quarterback, uh, you feel comfortable with with Jones being the guy because he's kind of been talked about throughout the course of the season. I know he's had chances throughout the course of the year. Is, is, is he your quarterback right now?
6: Yeah, I mean he's grown up. I mean people, you know, Jalen is a dynamic guy that has that God has gifted with great ability. I mean he can he can make every throw on the football field. Uh, he may be the fastest guy on our team, and uh, he's a six three, two hundred some pound guy. But he's still 18 years old, and it took a while for him to get become acclimated to college, acclimated to college practices, acclimated to the college game. And once he became acclimated and, and I saw that he was ready to play, we've, we've named him the guy to be the quarterback.
10: Coach, we look at this game this week. Obviously, I mean, you had a chance to, to keep yourselves in the Eastern Division conversation uh, for the division. Uh, didn't didn't win in the Southern game, so give us your thoughts on this Alcorn Jackson State rivalry as as you see it, in, and talk about the Braves a little bit.
6: Well, you know, Coach Coach has done a great job down there, Coach McNair. Um, he's got a team that really believes that they're good, and they play with a lot of intensity. They play with emotion. Uh, they seem to play really well together, and uh, he has some good players and. Uh, you know, it's it's a rivalry game. So the one thing that you can say about rivalry games is I've told my, my players, I've been a part of some great rivalries. You know, I've coached in the Texas-Texas and A&M game. I've coached in the Mississippi Mississippi State game, the LSU-Ole Miss game, LSU-Alabama. I've coached in Pitt-Penn State, Pitt-West. I mean, i played Pitt-Penn State, Pitt-West Virginia, and also coached in that game. So I've been in some rivalries, and this rivalry is as good as any of them. It's just not as nationally publicized as some of those other rivalries are. And uh, I'm expecting any time that you get into a rivalry game that you throw records out the window, you throw what's come before out the window, because the kids are going to get up on both sides and, uh, and play a heck of a football game.
10: Are you a believer that anytime you're dealing with these rivalries, especially in-state, that uh, it does impact recruiting? It's kind of been talked about here on the call with some of the other coaches. Are you a believer in that as well?
6: Well, yeah, it, it can impact recruiting. But, you know, to me in recruiting, you're going to get who you're going to get. You know, you there's going to be kids who, regardless of what happens, are going to like you and they're going to decide they want to come to you. There's going to, regardless of what happened in the game, if we were fortunate enough to beat all porn, that are going to go to all porn and weren't going to come here. So you're going to get who you're going to get. And uh, so, but it, it, but one or two, maybe it, it may affect them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there may be a kid or two that it affects. But, you, you know, when you're recruiting, you want to, it's, it's not an exact science, and who you're going to get, you're going to get in the recruiting process.
10: As a defensive coach, what do you see in uh, Felix Harper? Obviously, Noah Johnson started the season, went down the McNeese game, and has been Felix Harper's team ever since. What do you see in Felix Harper,
6: and what problems can he pose for you? Well, he's a kid that has the athletic ability to run the ball. Uh, I, I, he's not as a dynamic runner as Noah was. But uh, he's a much better thrower. Uh, he presents problems in the passing game because he's, he's, he's pretty efficient in throwing the football and making the throws. So he, he presents a, a, a two-edged sword for you because he's athletic enough to get out and run on you, but he can also beat you with his arm.
7: Currently taking questions for Coach
1: Hendricks at Jackson State. Hey, Coach. Uh, we talked to Coach McNair earlier about this game this week, and of course, he's made it back to the SWAC championship game. And he's not looking at this game as a tune-up game, but for you, it's your season ender. So, for you and your team, would this be considered your championship game to end the 2019 season? It's a robbery game, so you know, we want to win it. And, uh, so we're going to approach
6: it as us and, uh, go forward and play as hard as we can and try to win the football game.
1: What sticks out to you about the game last season when you had a couple of games, you had won in a row and then it came to the Oakland state game at the end. Well, uh,
6: you know, we were in position to last year to be, to win the East if we won the game and, uh, it didn't come out that way for us. Uh, I, I thought that we, it was a really good football game. Uh, they came out in the second half and tempoed us and got us back on the hills and uh, made a couple plays uh, and, and ended up winning the game last year.
1: Coach, uh, on the paper, you've made significant progress in just the year and a half that you've taken over or the year and three months you've taken over as head coach. What is the next step for your team to take the steps that you want to get to, to get this program in the direction you want it to be in? Well, we've got to add some pieces, uh,
6: obviously, in a couple of positions. Uh, we've got to come together more as a football team. Uh, the culture has got to be set. It's not quite where I would like, it, like for it to be in terms of uh, the team piece. And uh, if we'll do those things and add the pieces that we need, I think we have a really good chance to be a really good football team next year. I think we've got good skilled people uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, we've got a young football team. We need to grow up and mature. hopefully we'll get the maturity that we need because we played quite a few freshmen this year. And hopefully this year of having an opportunity to play will help them to grow a little bit better as football players. And next year they'll come back a little bit better as sophomores. We need another great year of in the weight room. I think we have some deficits that we need to try to make up physically. And uh, I think if we get those things done, we'll have an opportunity to be really competitive next year.
1: And coach, uh, you mentioned building team culture and chemistry. How difficult is that in today's uh, with today's youth, being that there's social media, there's detachment. Kids are individuals more so than sometimes teammates. Uh, how difficult is that in today's environment?
6: It's it's a it's a little bit more difficult than it was back thirty some odd years when I was coaching because kids were a little bit different. Their documentation was a little bit different back then. Uh, but you know, you you've got to be more bit more patient. Kids are a little wiser now in terms of they wanna know why more than kids did. You know, kids back in early days a little bit more trusting of systems and things and so you have gotta you've gotta got cut and peel through all those layers in order to get to the kids. But I thank God that he's given me patience that I thought I never had. <laughs> because uh, you know, I'm a lot more patient than I was a few years ago. So uh We're we're still dealing and, like I said, peeling through the layers and hopefully getting to the place where our kids understand what our philosophy is going to be and that they adhere to that philosophy and decide that that's going to be the part of their life that
1: they're going to pursue to make us a good football team. Last question, Coach. It does sound like you have gone through sort of a metamorphosis, similar to what Michael Strahan spoke about years ago before their championship year with the Giants, where Coach Tom Croft, if he's a cracker whip on players, Michael Strahan said he got him to soften up. So is that somewhat what you're speaking of now?
6: I don't know if I'm softer because I, I still have a hard edge when it comes to discipline. I'm a little bit more understanding
1: than, than
6: I would say than soften because if you don't do right, I'm going to do something about it. You know, if you, have, if, I, if you put a choice in my hand about what I need to do with your life, then I'm going to make the choice that I feel is best for this football program and football team. But in terms of being a little bit more sensitive, I I am a little bit more sensitive to the kids, yes.
1: Thank you, Coach, and good luck the rest of the way.
7: All right, thank thank you. Any more questions for Coach Hendricks with Jackson State? Coach Hendrick, uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for your time on the call this year, and we look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Uh, no
6: doubt. I appreciate you, and thank you much.
7: Thank you.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: This past week, Mississippi Valley State dropped a 40-0 decision to the Grandly State Tigers at home, and with that, we'll now be joined uh, Mississippi Valley State head coach Vincent Dancy. Do we have Coach Dancy on the line? Uh, yes, sir. I'm here. Hey, good morning, Coach. And uh, like we've been saying, uh, all of our coaches, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time uh, on the call this year. As this will be our last uh, call of the year, uh, but uh, with that, uh, Coach, if you could please uh, start us out uh, as you have in weeks past by giving us an opening statement about your team's last outing versus Grambling State.
4: Oh uh, man, uh, just a just, just just wasn't a great performance by you know us by, by us overall. Uh, we played a great team, great well coached team. Um, and I think we caught them when they was hot, man. Uh, very very good team. We we just couldn't establish nothing. Uh, they 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 uh and they came in and um and just. Just got and they got the job done, man. We 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 couldn't do anything. We couldn't muster up anything offensively, defensively. They they played a great a, a great game defensively, and uh, we just couldn't get anything done.
7: Appreciate that, Coach.
4: we will now open it up for questions for
7: Coach Dancy with Mississippi Valley State.
3: Good morning, Coach Dancy. This is Mike Prince from the Open Mic. How are you today, sir?
7: I'm doing
4: good, Mike.
3: How you doing? I'm doing real good. Look, I've, I've been hearing this buzzword for, for quite some time now. I mean, it's that word culture. You just heard Coach Hendricks talk about culture. What is it that needs to be changed when we speak of culture, if you could go into detail, as far as getting things turned around, not only for your program, but any program connected and wanting growth and going in another direction?
4: I think it's the word that you said. Overall, it's, it's a turnaround, and, and, it's, it, and it's not going to be easy. Um, and, and, and I understood the situation. You know, it was an uphill battle once. You know, once I took over the program, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I see change. And um, sometimes change may not reflect in wins and losses, but you know, overall the way you play the game. So um, at the end of the day, you know, we just got to go out and get get better. You know, uh, recruit better. Um, And uh, coach better, that's that's the thing. But it's a turnaround, and it's a process, and I understood that. And and we're going to take the good with the bad, and we're going to keep pushing.
3: Now, when you speak about coaching better than recruiting better, that leads back to funding. And I know, I think you had 36, 38 scholarships. Is that changing to help you uh, create and produce a, uh, a more competitive product on the field?
4: You asking me, did did that change?
3: Is that is that changing? Is that you know future plans to change that? I know coming into the season, you have I believe thirty six, thirty eight scholarships. Are there talks of getting you up to the sixty three scholarships to help further your progression?
4: Well, well, right now, Mike, you know, I'm just right. Right now, man, we're just working with what we have. You know, uh, at this point in time, we we want to discuss that at this point of time, but. You know, right now, just working with what I have. Like I said, I understood the situation when I took over took over the program, and, and all I could do is just push and work hard to get out on this road and try to recruit and bring more talent in. And whatever we have to do and whatever the, the hand I'm dealt, I just have to, you know, play the cards right and, and be able to adjust with with what I have.
3: Okay. And with that being said, um, let's talk about your final game of the season coming up and and some of the things that you know that are strengths that you're bringing and some things you're going to have to continue to work
1: through?
4: Uh, tough team. Tough team. I think Coach Maynard done a great job in his two years there, man. Uh, you talk about, you know, they have two of the top players in the conference on offense, and I think uh, the receivers are second and third right behind each other. So, um, well, Coach's team um, plays hard every every game they're out, just – just just haven't had the luck to go their way, but, man, they're a real great team, and we know we got our hands full going to Huntsville.
3: Okay, Coach, thank you very much, sir, for your endearment and continued success on building your program.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, Mike, for everything.
7: Currently taking questions for Coach Dancy with Mississippi Valley State. Coach, uh, a few quick questions for me. Um, When you look at Alabama A&M, you talked a little bit about uh, their toughness. And uh, obviously, one of the big components of that is their ground attack with Jordan Bentley. And last weekend, uh, against a very formidable uh, Alcorn State uh, defense, he put up, I believe, 29 carries, 245 yards, and four touchdowns. When you look at a player like that on film, what stands out to you, and what do you see uh, that's going to be critical for your team to uh, to be able to to, to uh, halt his progress?
4: Uh, the first thing you notice, man, is up front. They're they're big up front, man. They have uh, they have a, a, a good core offensive lineman. Those, those guys do a great job of opening up, you know, holes for Bentley and man. Um, he's just a dynamic runner. He has experience. He's been in this conference four years now. He has experience he knows each team he knows what each team brings and um very very patient running and, and 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 just know how to run the ball and we got to be a gap sound defense which we are and we got to tackle uh, in order to uh in order to keep him um uh, keep him in control this weekend
7: coach last question for me uh you touched on the run game obviously uh there are no slouches uh, throwing the ball with glass back there, and you already alluded to uh, the two receivers. So uh, from that aspect of their offense, uh, uh, what do you see uh, in, in that category, and uh, what do you want to do to try to limit the production?
4: Uh, very explosive. Uh, I think Aquil is probably one of the um, you know best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in this league, and um, just e- e- explosive, dynamic, smart young man. Had a chance to watch him in high school, one of our coaches, you know, sons played on his high school team, and and we knew then that wherever this kid, you know, wherever he went, he was going to be a great quarterback. And 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 you know, he went, he goes to A and M, and as you can see, he's a he's a you know a top quarterback in his league. But uh, just got to uh, we we got to be able to man. It, it's hard when you when you're good on both levels when you can run the ball. Which opens up your passing game even even more, which 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 kind of which which stops you from bringing in you know more than eight in the box. So we we got our hands full with those guys with with the talented core receivers they have on the outside. So we know we have our hands full. We just got to play a complete game defensively and, and and play hard and compete our tails off if we want a chance at winning this game.
7: Coach, uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for your time on the call this year, and we look forward to speaking with you again in the future.
4: Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys for everything. Thank you. Uh.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: Last week, the Peruvian and Panthers defeated Edward Waters by score 41 to 14. We'll now be joined by head coach Eric Dooley with the Panthers. Do we have coach Dooley on the line?
11: Yes. Good morning. I'm here.
7: Hey, good morning, coach. Uh, Thank you so much for your time on the call today and throughout this season as this will wrap up our last uh, coaches teleconference for the year. Uh, Coach, if you could please start us out with an opening comment about your team's most recent outing, uh, your victory there over Edward Waters. Yeah, we had an
11: opportunity to to come out and, and, uh, you know, our thing was we just wanted to play a clean football game, you know, it it, it wasn't a matter that we wasn't playing someone in our conference or who we were playing, we just wanted to play a clean football game and and just see just how good we really could be. And uh, I thought the guys, you know, it came out, you know, you always, you you face that every now and then because you think of opponent, uh, who you're playing, uh, it's going to be any uh, different, but I I knew the coaching, I knew those guys was going to be well prepared and be ready to play. but. You know our, our team fought through some little things and understood what uh, we needed to do in that, and I thought they got on track and and I saw a lot of the things I needed to uh, see you know especially uh when you talk about the penalties because we've kind of like been tagged with that was the whole year it was probably the first time that we uh, had penalties like maybe just four penalties and that 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 was a, a great uh, correction right there for us so we just continue to fight and get better as a unit as a team and, and I thought they did that for 60 minutes
7: Appreciate that, Coach Dooley. We'll now grab the for questions for
3: Coach Dooley with Prairie View A&M. Good morning, Coach. This is Mike Prince. How are you today, sir? I'm
11: good. Good morning. I'm doing well, and you?
3: I'm doing real good. Uh, what's the status? Is Morton good and ready to go for this final game of the season?
11: Yeah, he is. He is, and you know, we. I. I'm. I'm a. I'm a private person, so I'm never going to let what's going on with the individual. And he could have played. Uh, Saturday, but we we you know I look at the uh, kid's best interest. You know, uh, the team will take care of itself. I want to make sure that my student athlete uh, is in the best of the health that he could be in, and it's not going to be anything that's going to you know happen to him the remainder of his life. So he's good to go, and uh, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, so uh, we just be ready to roll in uh, in two weeks.
3: Okay, now uh, it's like you got an extended buy almost to get prepared for Alabama State. Plan on Thanksgiving Day. It's a rich tradition for Alabama State. What's your uh, travel approach and game approach as you get ready for this final game of the season?
11: Well, you know, it, it, it appears to be extended, but it's really not because of that, that the game is so early. So you've got to kind of like pretty much start everything now because next week is going to be short. Uh, but we'll get an opportunity to travel on Wednesday and, and get there and, and, and get uh, prepared to play a good uh, Alabama State football team on Thursday.
3: Okay, and uh, you talked about uh, this being one of your uh, better penalty uh, games uh, going into this Alabama State. Do you think um, the message has finally gone through and it turned the corner and it should be, as they say, smooth sailing uh, with this last game?
11: Well, in in, in this conference, it's never smooth sailing. Uh, You know, it's a compliment (laughs) to uh, the coaches that are around, you know, I think everyone is doing a great job. Everybody's, you know, just fighting. There's no question about it. But I do like where my team is at and, and the things that they were able to correct because that's what you look for, see if you're going to get better each week, each day, and, and that's what we kind of build ourselves on. And they did that uh, even from the uh, previous uh, game. They, they were able to get better for us that part right there. So it's some things that we're trying to get fixed, and, and I think that I know that the guys are heading in the right direction, so I do feel real good about Uh, what we were able to accomplish last week, and and now moving forward, I expect the same thing.
3: Now, Coach, I know you have this final game, and I asked a couple of coaches earlier, recruiting, and I I recall you saying you're always recruiting. In in order for Prairie View to go to the next level, what would you need to plug the gaps for that to, to, to be the fruition or come to fruition in 2020?
11: Well, you know, I, I, I like what I – you list a lot of sen- – I list a lot of seniors uh, leaving out, and if you can read between the lines, but i I be honest with you, I, I like the team that's coming back. I have a pretty fairly, uh, fairly young team. I got the bulk of the team that's coming back, the bulk of the guys that are uh, playing a lot, they're coming back. But if if I just had to pinpoint one thing, uh, it's no doubt in my mind, I got because I'm going to lose three, I got to get some defense alignment. I got to get some guys in here, and, you know, that, that's that old cliche that – never going to go away i got to get some linemen in here that's going to stop the run no question about that and we we understand that we want some guys that's going to be fast physical and and understand the process that we're trying to uh accomplish so uh, i'll say more than anything I'm, I'm going to get some linemen on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive linemen
3: okay and as far as your matchup with alabama state what are you seeing as some of the uh the keys towards your
1: victory
11: Wow. I see a good football team. I see a well-coached football team. I see a team that's going to play for 60 minutes. You know, all the things that we, we pride ourselves on. So we know it's going to be a challenge, but, uh, you know, we accept that challenge. It's, I think it's a good opportunity for us as well as uh, them, too, uh, because, you know, where we're sitting at right now, 500 with the opportunity to have a winning season, and I think that's a plus and that's a direction that we want to head in. But, We've got to prepare. There's no question about that. They're a good football team. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things. They've got some, some big guys on both sides of the ball, uh, great skill guys, and uh, I know the coach well, so I know they're going to be well prepared.
3: Yes, sir. Now, Coach, I, you just made mention you're trying to play this final game as the Super Bowl, if you allow me to put it that way, where you can end up with a winning season. If you could, could you summarize uh, your second season here uh, uh, with PV?
11: Yeah, I could. You know, I, I, I thought, uh, you know, in, in, in every game that we played in, I, I thought we played for 60 minutes. I thought we showed that attitude uh, that, you know, regardless of what the uh, situation is or, or where we are at that point in time, that they're not gonna they're not gonna quit. They're gonna fight, and, and that's what I wanted to see. If I had a team that, regardless of the adversity or the circumstances, what well, what are you gonna lay on the line? How do you want to finish? How do you want to create your own legacy? And I, I see that this team here is building. Uh, I like, I love the direction that we're going in. Of course, I'm a guy that, you know, I understand certain things. I, I want to come in right now and and get to the to the top of the uh, of the hill. I want to be playing in Swag Championship. I want to be playing in Celebration Bowl. But you know, it takes work for that. It takes a lot of work for that. But the uh, the young men that I've been able to brought in, bring in, and the guys that that were here, I think is coming together and they understand what my mission and what my goal is, as well as my philosophy. And I, uh, I like what we have uh, right now. I just think we just got to continue to grow as a, as a team and, and, and understand what's what's ahead of us and that we're in a, a, a great conference and we're going to have to play some exciting and some football for 60 minutes regardless of who we play. So I, I, we, were, we want to not where we want to be at, but we're in a good place and we're going to continue to move forward.
3: Thank you very much, Coach, and good luck. To safe travels for Thanksgiving game.
11: Thank you.
7: Apparently, taking questions for Coach Dooley with Prairie View ANL. Coach, if there are none, again, thank you so much for your time on the call this year, and we look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: This past weekend, the Southern Jaguars got a big win there at Jackson State, beating the Tigers by a score of 40 to 34, and setting up a big body classic matchup with the Graveling State Tigers that will settle the Western Division in the spring. With that, we'll now be joined by head coach Dawson Odoms. Do we have Coach Odoms on the line? Yes, it's Coach Odoms. Hey, good morning, Coach. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time on the call this morning and also throughout this entire season. Uh, Coach, if you could please uh, start us out with an opening comment about your team's most recent win at Jackson State. Our football game,
6: I thought both teams were very competitive. It's a, it's a huge rivalry game for both institutions. I thought, offensively, in the beginning, we, we moved the ball. We they put some points on the board in the first half. But defensively, they hit, hit us on about four plays. They creased us in the running game. Uh, which is not Tyler liking. Uh, rushed rush over almost 300 over 300 yards, which is something we haven't done all year. Uh, just poor fits, but I really thought that special teams was solid for us. You know, I thought our quarterback play was was really good. Uh, he missed a couple plays that probably could have created some separation in the in the ball game. Uh, but those are the things that that you got to overcome when you're playing a football game. Uh, slow, sluggish. Uh, first half defensively, but they picked it up. I thought the second half uh, we played our kind of football. I thought in the second half we we stopped the run. They creased us one time. Uh, we was able to hold them to three points. Uh, I think they scored 24 points in the first half and 10 points in the second half, and we were down 17 to 14 uh, right there going into going into the uh, down 24 17 going into the half. And I really thought our guys came out in the second half and played to high expectations. A uh, hard-fought 60-minute football game. Uh, our players stepped up and and played, you know, very well in the second half. I thought that third and fourth quarter up until the last drop of the game, uh, we pretty much controlled the football game, offensively and defensively. And we had a huge uh, return there on special teams. So overall team team effort and a great team win.
7: Thank you, Coach. We'll now open
5: it up for questions for Coach Odoms with the Southern Jaguars. Hey, Coach. It's Jim Klein, Peter. Um, would you talk a, a little bit about what your plans are for this week and uh, how you all are going to approach uh, the, the Bayou Classic, w- what you're going to do this week, when you're practicing and when you're giving them off?
6: I, know, I mean, we practice at the same time. Uh, we'll get ready for uh, you know our next opponent, and we'll practice this week. We'll give some guys a chance to that's banged up to heal. Uh, But for the most part, it's the same practice schedule. We'll be back there. Our guys come in on Mondays. Uh, They were off yesterday. Uh, They'll come in today. Uh, we get our corrections and get some film study done and get some stretching in and start introducing our next opponent. And then we'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And depending on how they practice, we'll determine the rest of our week. But... It ain't no time for time off. It's time for our guys to recover their bodies, treatment, recovery. And we know the next pass, uh, we're on to it. Uh, we know it's going to be a, a difficult challenge. Uh, playing against a very good football team, uh, Coach Favre's done a great job. And this is how it's been. You're in, you're out. This is usually ideas on the West. Uh, come down to Southern and our opponent, and we're getting ready for them, and I'm quite sure they're getting ready for us.
5: Okay, Coach, uh, Brandon Hinton uh, got you a big touchdown, kind of a momentum changer. Would, would you talk a little bit about him and uh, how he's come along this season, with, uh, a couple of kick returns now in the last two weeks? Uh, where has he come from? Well, he's been here.
6: Been here all year. Uh, been playing some receiver for us. You know, he's been our punt returner. He's been back there on kickoff return. You know, we rotate guys back there. But he's one of those players that's steady. He's a steady performer a uh, heady football player, excellent in the weight room, has great balance, great speed, and he just make plays when he gets the ball in his hands. He's had some key catches on third down. Uh, he's just one of those football players you like to have in your program, and we're just glad he's been out. The him.
0: host has joined the conference.
5: Hello? We do apologize. Okay.
7: We technical errors there, uh, Coach, so we do apologize. Jim, if you could uh... – if you need to uh, follow up to your question. Sorry about that.
5: Okay, uh, just um, anything specific about Grambling that you I'm sure you've looked Conference at some, some film of them.
0: Stopped.
5: I, I'm sure you've looked at some film of them. Yes. Conference them.
0: recording started.
5: We're, we're watching them, you know, as we speak, uh, just breaking down film
6: and just really getting engaged on, you know, personnel and, and what they like to do and how they like to do it. Uh, we're familiar with them. They're familiar with us. It's, it's no secret. It's two really good competitive football teams that's going to go head-to-head uh, at the Bayou Classic, and it's been like that since Coach Foss took over and, you know, up at Grambling. It's been that way since since I've been here in Southern. So uh, we're going to play a competitive football game. Both teams are, are highly respected, uh, but I think it's going to be one of those games where you've got to do – got to take care of you. you know? It's less about the opponent. Uh, You've got to make sure you're doing the right thing, and if we're doing that, then I think we have a chance to be successful.
5: Well, they uh, lost the first four. They, they, they won their last six. Can you talk a little bit about what you see uh, in them, that they're doing better?
6: Well, they're playing better on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, that's the only way, you know, you can really get better. The football team has gotten better, and you can see that on film. Uh, they got some guys that can make some plays, and, and they're making plays. And I think at the end of the day, you've got you to gotta do the same thing. Uh, this game won't come down to a lack of emotion and a lack of intensity. Uh, it's going to be about who executes and who executes well for the majority part of that football game. Uh, They've got scholarship players. They're going to have some guys make some plays. Uh, I like our football team, though. We've been in some battles, and uh, I think our guys have found a way to win, and we've yet to play. Complete football, and it's coming. A few plays here and there on Saturday, and I thought we could have been a dominant football team. But we're gaining on it. And we've got a bye week to get some guys healthy. And I think this is going to be a Bayou classic that, you know, you don't want to miss. Uh, There's a lot on the line, and a lot of people will be, be willing to watch this one. Thank you, Coach.
5: Thank you, Coach.
7: Currently still taking
2: questions for Coach Odoms with the Southern Jaguars. Coach Odom, Ken Rashad, HBCU Sports. Uh, sir, I, I have to ask, there's a rumor floating that uh, at the conclusion of the game against Jackson State, your your players uh, didn't necessarily have the luxury uh, to have uh, the showers working in the locker room. Can you confirm whether or not that was true?
6: Oh, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, it's... – That's not a rumor. Uh, The the water was, uh, we asked them to put the water on. The water was very cold and didn't come out at a high speed. But, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, we can't do anything about the showers but ask them to put the water on for us.
2: In with the the, his, the history of this rivalry and the intensity being what it is, do you think that that was just intentional or just a misfortunate, unfortunate mishap? No.
6: I don't know. I just – the best thing I can do is, you know, like I tell our team, you know, we we deal with adversity, we deal with situations as they come, okay? No water, all right? Let's get dressed, let's get on the bus, and I apologize to our team and, and coaches for not being able to shout out to the game. But at the end of the day, you can't control that. We always focus on the things that we can control. Uh, If they wanted to cut the water off and they want us to have any water, then that's on them. Um, We'll pray for them and and keep it moving. But other than that, it's no big deal. Move on to the next task. Get it,
3: Coach.
7: Any more questions for Coach Odoms with Southern Jaguars? Coach Odoms, thank you so much for your time on the call this year, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again in the future.
6: Always a pleasure. Thank you. Coach Jags.
7: Thank you.
0: Conference recording stopped. Conference recording started.
7: We now go to our last call of the day. That will be Texas Southern this past week. The Tigers had a bye week, and we will now be joined by head coach Clarence McKinney. Do we have Coach McKinney on the line?
5: Coach McKinney's on the line.
7: Hey, good morning, Coach. And uh, As we said to our uh, coaches that were on the call before you, uh, thank you so much for your time on the call uh, this season as this will be our final uh, teleconference of the year. So uh, with that, Coach, if you could please start us out Uh, as you have in weeks past by giving uh, just an update of your team's bye week this past week?
6: yeah, um, got an opportunity to give some guys some well-deserved and well-needed rest. Uh, We spent a lot of time this week uh, on the fundamentals of the game, just blocking, tackling, uh, protecting the ball, creating turnovers, just just teaching the basic elements of, of the game. Uh, with that being said, you know we, we had quite a few guys out. Um, we were able to get a couple guys healed up that we look forward to uh, participating this weekend uh, versus uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, which we expect a, a, a dogfight. You know, we're playing a really good team. Our guys are up for the challenge, and, and we're looking forward to um, possibly ending the season the right way.
7: Thank you so much, Coach McKinney. With that, we'll now open it up for questions for Coach McKinney with the Texas Southern Tigers.
4: Coach McKinney, Larry Chatterbox Hill, the radio voice. Coach, when you talk about it, I know you had big expectations for the Texas Southern Tigers this season in your first year. What are some of the things that you've learned about this football team as they faced uh, adversity uh, the last ten ball games?
6: Uh, These guys have shown a tremendous amount of heart. You know, no matter what the adversity that we face, they've uh, taken the challenge on head-on, and, and in each game, no matter what the score has been, our guys have not quit. They have competed to the very last whistle, uh, and and really, you know, we've given ourselves the chance to win a couple games. We just didn't have some things go our way.
4: Hey, coach, when you talk about things not going your way, you in that ball game. Uh, you scored three times in the in the in that second quarter, third and fourth quarter. What kind of motivation is that heading into this season finale against UAPB that your offense actually can put the football into the end zone which you've done numerous times but just not enough times.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really motivation when you when you get out on the field, you
6: want to you want to score touchdowns. And um You know, offensively, uh, we've done it at times. We just haven't been consistent. And and our our biggest issue right now is just being consistent and uh, getting in the red zone and coming away with touchdowns as opposed to having to kick field goals.
3: Coach, talk about this Pine Bluff football team that we're facing on Saturday at 1 o'clock.
6: This is uh, a very talented Pine Bluff team. Uh, they, they can score a lot of points and score in a hurry. A couple quarterbacks that are really good, a couple running backs that are really good, but I think their receiving core is, is second to none, and I, we have our hands cut out for us. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate
1: it.
7: Currently mm-hmm. taking question for Coach McKinney with Texas up.
4: Coach McKinney, Chatterbox once, coach, chatterbox, chatterbox once again, Coach. Uh, when you talk about defensively, Protected Southern, I know we've been injured defensively. Other guys have had to play uh, different positions from the offense to the defense, Thurman and How do you feel that he played against Alabama State, playing in that secondary?
6: I thought he did a, a tremendous job. You know, he uh, played from receiver, played from corner, and he, as, he's been a punt returner all year. Uh, we asked a lot of him. Uh, he was, you know, well receptive on um, doing those things for the team and he was up for the challenge. And we look forward to him doing a lot of the same things on um, this weekend.
8: Coach, you mentioned, we mentioned this
6: quite a bit during the season, changing the culture. Do you feel that that culture is starting to change?
9: Even though we're 0-10, do you feel like uh, sometimes we're just one or two plays away from breaking the plane and getting to the to the promised land or somewhere close to it,
6: do you feel the culture is still continuing to change the way that you would like for them to change? Most definitely, I think we're we're going in the right direction. Um, we, we're a player or two, a play or two away from being where we want to be, but I definitely think we're we're headed in the right direction with the culture change, and we just got to find that one win, and we think that the rest will follow.
4: without giving up too much, uh, we've had some banged-up wide receivers. want everyone be uh, ready or did anything concern you uh, that this week in preparation? For
6: <clears> throat> throat> no, you know, we got to play with who's healthy. Wh- whoever's healthy and ready to go are the guys that we got to put out there on the field. Um, we- we've had a week to yeah. get them healthy, so we feel comfortable with the guys that, that we're going to line up with on Saturday. Um so, you know, again, we we control we control what we can control. We focus on that part of it, and if the guy's not healthy, we're not going to play him. So, just a matter of us getting getting the guys that we we do have healthy enough to play. We can. Thank
8: you, Coach. I appreciate that. We'll talk later
7: on in the week. Any more request? Any more questions for Coach McKinney with Texas State? Coach McKinney, we appreciate your time on the call this year, sir, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you again in the future.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you. Conference recording stopped.
7: This concludes our call. Uh, Before we go, just some very quick updates. As we did note uh, earlier in the call, uh, the SWAG championship game will take place Saturday, December 7th at 3 p.m., at the uh, host institution of the highest-seeded team at the end of the regular season. Alcorn State has clinched the Eastern Division, uh, so they will represent the East, and they will play either Southern or Grambling State. Uh, Just for clarity, as far as the hosting goes, uh, an Alcorn State victory over Jackson, and they will host uh, regardless of uh, the – excuse me – they will host uh, the uh, championship game, but a loss, uh, and they will be on the road either to Southern or Grambling with the loss. With that being said, thank you so much for our media members for. Uh, hopping on the call this year uh, with us and for taking time out to speak with our coaches. Uh, We will have a football championship teleconference here uh, going into the Monday leading into the championship game. We will send out that information to our media members so that you'll be more than free to jump on the call. As always, thank you so much, and have a great day. Mr. Roberts? Yes, sir.
4: Thank you so much for all you and your staff has done to make uh, everybody far as coaches, uh, media available, and all the media members to all the media members, and thank you for the game notes, getting out in a very timely fashion, and I think you guys are doing a great job down in Birmingham.
7: Michelle, we really appreciate uh, those kind words, and again, uh, thank you for all uh, that you guys do on the media side promoting our program. program. Thank you so much. All right, thank you all so much.
0: Have a great day. Have a great day.